1: Hello everyone, before we start this week's episode, please check out our proud partner 80.lv. It is the number one resource for game developers out there to learn the latest tricks and tips and techniques. I use it every single day and I can't recommend it enough. It is my place to go. It's the first thing I check in the morning. It should be part of your routine as well. So go over there right now, see what all the excitement is about and... I assure you, you won't be disappointed. Again, it's 80.lv. If you want to talk to other listeners on the podcast, please join us in our Discord channel, which you can find on our main website, www.gamedevunchained.com. It's completely free, and it's there for you to converse, to communicate, and even connect. And speaking of connecting, please, please support us uh, any way that you can. You can visit us on Patreon.com forward slash Unchained. Any support is welcome. Become a member. It is also another way for you to get awesome perks. Last but not least... Stay glued to the news because GDC is coming around the corner, which also means Larry and Brandon are going to be there in the unofficial capacity. Being at GDC, going to E3 as Game Dev Unchained is a Patreon goal that we still have yet to hit. So, any supporters out there, this is the time to chime in. But we will be meeting our top listeners uh, in the meantime. So stay in tune for those news, either in our Discord channel or, again, by supporting us. In the meantime, let's get back into this week's podcast.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back Larry Charles on the track, this is one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. You showed up at the right time. I didn't do this by myself, I brought my partner in crime. Amazing rhymes. Mr. Brandon Fam.
1: Hey, this is Brandon Fam without no rhymes. Welcome (laughs) to this week's episode. It's a special one since we're going to deep dive with Hearthstone. And please welcome our local expert to discuss Hearthstone, Phil Maurer. Hey,
0: Phil Mauer, what's up, man? Not much. Greetings, greetings. Can't nice. wait to discuss one of my
2: favorite games with you guys. Hey, All man, right. so happy you could join us to talk about this. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Let's get, let's get right <laughs> into it. There was it. an answer. Uh, there right, we right. go. That's how we're going to grow, okay? Hey, Larry, for the listeners out there who haven't played Hearthstone or heard a little bit about it, do you mind kind of giving you a little background of what this game is and where it's from and why is it such a phenomenon?
2: Sure, so much like a lot of games in the game industry, you have a couple of guys working at Blizzard who are very familiar with games like Magic the Gathering, collectible card games in general, And I heard they put together a a little Unity prototype of a card game that they were developing. And, you know, before it gets officially greenlight, a couple of people at the studio see it. They're like, oh, this has potential. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. And fast forward, let's just say about a year, I believe. And I I may be completely wrong, but we get the 1.0 of a game called Hearthstone. It's one of my favorite online collectible card game experiences because they really did a lot to kind of streamline some of the things that I used to complain about when I got beat in magic or, you know, (laughs) like I would construct a real shitty deck, right? (laughs) It's my own fault, obviously, but some of the mechanics allowed for that a little more easier than Hearthstone does. But without ruining the whole episode, I just want to say that Hearthstone is taking the world by storm. It, is such a smart execution of a product that it's on PC, right? It's on mobile phones. It's on Android. It's on iPhone. You have customers playing a blizzard game all hours of the day, any part of the world on the simplest devices. And it has RNG because you can buy packs of cards. Mm -hmm. They are printing money on top of printing money (laughs) thanks to these new games and hearthstone is no excuse it's it's excellent and it's uh it's sweeping the world by storm i must say if you don't know about it after you hear about this podcast you'll probably start playing
1: so i'm gonna always uh take the stance of being the person who knows nothing about the game because i haven't played (laughs) it but it's one of those games that like magic i've always been Interested in but never really sat down because I was intimidated by mm-hmm. uh, it, it seems like a game that you really got to invest in to be really good at and if you don't come at the very beginning then you're already behind uh, for a while so how so Phil this is probably when you come in um, <laughs> <laughs> so for this game like when it came out like when, when were you first introduced to this game I came in right after it launched
0: probably about i'd say maybe two three months after it it went open beta it launched
2: mm-hmm.
0: um i've been a ccg players magic since ice age so that really oh, dates man. me yeah
2: okay, like 96
0: somewhere around there yeah <laughs> played i have a very low dci yeah. number played on the pro tour was oh, wow. ranked mm-hmm. in Baltech, the card game may it rest in peace oh, wow. and uh yeah i played up you know probably about 20 different systems but i never liked uh magic online mm-hmm. uh, because it was just too clunky too slow mm-hmm. and i really thought hearthstone was going to be like that and it turns out surprisingly they made some very smart design choices mm-hmm. um to fix those issues but you know i want to circle back to two things about talk about monetization on hearthstone which you mentioned larry and brandon you mentioned about barriers to entry for new players so mm-hmm. uh, those are both two things i'd love to discuss
1: Let's go for it, man. Like <laughs> yeah. so. so was- <laughs> well, the first thing is, like, if you're coming from a background of magic, and uh, you were mentioning other card games, like, how difficult is it? Uh, is it very similar to the fact where you can see similarities and be able to jump into Hearthstone, or is it same 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 type of rules but completely different type of game? Well, I mean, if, if you want to look from a
0: game design standpoint three games in a row, Blizzard took the same design standpoint. We're going to take a <laughs> genre, we're going to strip it down to its basics, mm. and we're going to launch it because, you know, WoW was the simplest MMORPG that had been released at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Heroes of the Storm's definitely a more simplified version of Dota and League of Legends. That, yeah. And mm-hmm. at its core, Hearthstone's a stripped down version of Magic. Mm-hmm. And... I think the new user experience is pretty good because it forces you to play each of the nine classes um, to get the basic card set through it. And I think it introduces the mechanics fairly well. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some monetization issues that are definitely frustrating for new players, but so far, no one's really started complaining about pay to win in Magic, or sorry, in um, Mm -hmm. Hearthstone. And I don't know if it's because of expectations on ccgs or their background mechanics in the way that you can earn packs and you know get cards and other methods besides paying money yeah
1: so you know well, so, it's sorry to interrupt do you mind explaining what ccg is a Called collectible a card game. game okay so that's the whole genre this is, for also known is a, so CCG, I actually a trading card game <laughs> right yeah so. So what when, when did the trading card, so was it Magic that started it all, the whole trading card genre?
2: I think yeah. that was the first one to push it over the edge. I, I can't recall if there was one, one earlier than Magic, but I definitely know that Magic was like...
1: The one that made it mainstream, or yeah. sort of niche mainstream. Okay.
2: What do you think, Phil?
0: Yeah, I can't think of any, I mean, I'm sure there was something before, yeah. but... Magic definitely was the first one to get any traction whatsoever mm-hmm. and actually was bigger than D&D was when D&D mm-hmm. became infamous magic became infamous for a little bit too yeah. you know which made the way for UGO Dragon Ball Z you know mm-hmm. right. you know all those things mm-hmm. was it Dragon Ball Z yeah. but
2: you know um sure. there's a Pokemon card game and there's <laughs> man there's so many so many after magic came out like Middle Earth had a card game Star Wars had their first TCG and then there's second, like, <laughs> I can, we can keep going, man. Wow, had one too. Yeah, wow did actually. Wow's card game was pretty fun. Wow's yeah. card game was pretty fun. I got to hand it to him. But again, still follow the same formula. Um, what I do want to say is kind of talking about New Year's, Brandon, I actually think that if you were interested in playing a collectible card game, Hearthstone is probably the one that you would want to start with as somebody with no experience, right? Because right. the areas where you could really mess up a TCG or a CCG in like an actual like analog format
1: mm-hmm.
2: one it's computerized right so like the the rules and the limitations are there and they have suggestions for how you can build your deck and mm-hmm. like Phil said they make you play against a computer to get a couple of matches in and one of my favorite actual features about this game is just something that I thought was brilliant but it's like low-hanging fruit probably to a seasoned game designer is they took the concept of building your deck around mana and you don't have mana in your deck. You just get one for free every time you know there's a turn round that completes. So everyone starts with one, and then you both get two, then you get three, then you get four, then you get five. I've lost so many games in Magic because I just didn't have that understanding of, like, what was the sweet spot for how much mana I needed versus the cards that I was putting in there. And, and that, like, meta game, I just never enjoyed. What I love about Hearthstone is it's like, okay, Larry, just build the deck. Put the spells and the units in the deck that you want and just understand if your deck is going to be early game, mid game, late game you know, depending on right. the average value of what is in your deck, but you know, every turn you're going to get, you know, another resource to play. So mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite one thing that they did, right? Like yeah, I, I can just stop there.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, it was very similar. I mean, it's definitely one of the three things they stripped out of magic mm-hmm. to make it way easier. Like, look, I'll be honest. I played magic forever. I'd try to play magic on PC Mm. Whenever they come out with a new version, I try it. The number of things that need to be done and having to wait for your opponent to react
2: yeah.
0: just drives you insane. Yeah. And that's you know talking about design choices. The lack of mana in the deck and the ever increasing mana one makes the game seem more fair, mm-hmm. which is really really important for user retention because when people just get beaten unfairly repeatedly, they they yeah. leave right, yep. right, right. and. You know, and not having to wait for the other person, the other thing they stripped out for it. You know, you take actions on your turn, the other person has no reaction to it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, stripped it out. One, it made games play a lot faster on PC. Two, it made everything way simpler. Yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely it's something you have to be. You, Cognizant of game design on the PC of CCGs is, you know, if you start you're if you're going to add complexity, mm-hmm. maybe I'm getting ahead of, ahead here, and I apologize, but That's if okay. you're going to add complexity, you have to be aware of what it's going to do to game round time, because mm-hmm. you don't want a game that takes 45 minutes to to finish, right? Right. And you know because you're just going to lose lose people. I think the average game of Hearthstone is about eight to twelve minutes, depending on the mode you're playing. Yeah. Um, you get up towards the very top, I think, and get up to like twenty minutes on average. But those are guys that are real serious about it, so the longer game time doesn't matter as much. But
1: yeah, um, yeah. so we kind of touched about barrier of entry, Larry, because kind of introducing if you're interested. Well, if you're interested in CCG, like Hearthstone, is the the one game that is stripped down for you to learn and it's digitized so it helps aid you through the process is there anything else that you feel phil uh (laughs) feel phil that uh hearthstone helps with new players um like even now like i look at it and i'm just afraid of going against you or or larry online like what what exactly how can i is there like a, a single player thing that i can i can play with bots i'm guessing
0: yeah, so there's, that. Okay. Yeah, there's a bot player, there's an MMR system in the game that's, Larry, I think you do actually play Hearthstone as on my regular basis. I think you, you pop up on my um, Battle.net feed. And then they just redid the MMR system
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the ranking system in it, mm-hmm. it which I think is going to make it even better for the new users. Because basically it was resetting everyone back down to zero, Mm-hmm. At, at the end of every month now i think you only can go back to mm-hmm. two ranks right now right. out of 20 that's the smartest thing i've ever heard <laughs> so it, it used to be in the beginning of the season you know you if you played like past the i think only like 20 percent of the people got past the middle rank was mm-hmm. the way it worked and logarithmic logarithmically went down from that point and so the new users at the beginning of the month or the people that didn't have a lot of cards would just get rolled. I mean, right. Right. <laughs> and it's, I was like I beat you on turn three. You, you know, yeah, and exactly. what sucks
2: about it is think about a new user playing against another person that's ranked, let's say, level 25. And it's like, all right, we're both at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So let's play. You think it's a fair match. You get obliterated and you're like, man, if this is the bottom. Yeah. You know, I'm never going to make it
1: Right so instead of resetting now it's it's just within two ranks then
2: so if you're exactly so let's say you make it up to like rank six you'll drop down to rank eight which makes sense right like they kind of keep you in your territory of players that have already made that grind and are up there right every month they would just you know redo the turn so you have a lot of the season players who actually look forward to the like the feeling of Just stomping noobs and just skyrocketing back up to top. Twenty five wins in a row.
1: (laughs) That's what I bounce. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. Like games that require strategy. You know, if I feel like I missed the the. The beginning, it's Mm. problems like that that keeps me from playing. So it's very smart for them. I think that is a very good solution within two ranks of anything.
2: So it's funny you say that because the whole reason why I play Heroes of the Storm instead of like League of Legends, all of my friends played League of Legends. Every single one that plays MOBA, right? But when they were describing it to me, they're like, "And then you buy these items, and these items can buff your character, and you have to know which items to buy, and if you bring the wrong, as soon like I had already stopped listening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. are, they're basically saying larry this is the reasons why you won't be able to play with us and we're going to yell at you because yeah. you don't have any of this yeah. right yeah and you have no grasp or concept or understanding of this and you're going to have to be a shit player for a long time yeah. until you finally understand it but then also acquire the things yeah heroes of the storm was like hey larry just pick a dude and go yeah. go ape shit you know what i mean like right, right. that was the barrier of entry is just find out a character you like and right. that's it Everything was self-contained in the game experience. I am shaking
0: my head vigorously right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: I'm not an 18 year old freshman in college hyped up on Red Bull. that can memorize the exact buy order. And yeah. uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So So, I'm guessing this was very easy for you Phil to to jump in as a, a veteran in the CCG.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been in the industry. this industry is actually my second career and I've been in it for 14 years now. And, you know, so I've watched games evolve. Um, I remember playing a Galega arcade game in
2: 1980.
0: That's how old I am. Um, but I don't have a neck beard, so it's all good. (laughs) And, um, you know, I came into this industry because I didn't like what I was doing, doing it and computer sales. And, Mm -hmm. but One thing is watching the games evolve and the business models evolve also, because I've primarily been on the business side in learning to watch what works and what doesn't work and training yourself to do that. It's opens up understanding game design a lot better. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And like, how did this build on this or what's Mm -hmm. the problem with title a and how did the title B six months later, Resolve these problems, and what new problems are in? From a new user experience, from established user, from a retention standpoint, from a replayability standpoint, you know all those things are important. And Hearthstone, I think, really nails it because it can be played as a casual game. And I know people that play it as a casual game before they go to bed, mm-hmm. and they, they they don't care. They the everything's in the key of C. Everything's great. Professionally done sound. You know, because yeah. <laughs> Blizzard knows how to do sound yeah. very yeah. well, and. But it's complex enough that the tournaments are actually fairly interesting to watch online. Right. Uh, the And hardcore people that really want to go at it, there is enough depth and meta evolving metagame, you know, it's almost always the same five decks each month, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's still an evolving of the meta through that that keeps hardcore in. The, the casuals, like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't she plays completely casual right mm-hmm. she loves the game she plays she has more wins than i do and mm-hmm. her win loss ratio is horrible and <laughs> you know but she loves the game and she plays casual and she doesn't care to learn well okay so the meta shifted to this at this level so i need to move into an aggro type deck to deal with the control mm-hmm. right she that i'm facing at this le- at this part of the season and she doesn't care she just has fun playing it and she enjoys it and mm-hmm. then me who's you know Really hardcore gamer that has to win.
2: Excel in one hand and he's got the game in the other. (laughs) May
0: have a subscription to one of the stat services for Hearthstone and see what decks are working (laughs) at what level. Um, Yeah. And, you know, but it's still a game that I enjoy playing, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's great that it'll reach both. Whereas I think Overwatch, let's just keep Blizzard games in for this conversation. Overwatch doesn't have uh, ca- casual doesn't work as well i think yeah. it's or, too fast of a game and heroes of the storm isn't complex enough because i think people graduate out of heroes and go to league and dota yeah because of the complexity issues and design choices to reduce complexity in heroes of the storm that actually end up hurting more competitive players um but that's a whole nother discussion
2: i mean the oh, team-based man. xp issue yeah, if if we ever do a Heroes of the Storm deep dive, you guys just sit back and go into cruise control because right. I will, I, <laughs> I will lay one. it down. That's the next one. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Hearthstone, right? <clears throat> um, you were talking about, because this game is a free game, right? Free to play? Yes. hmm okay. So our favorite word in this podcast, monetization, right?
0: Okay. So <laughs> which I'll no exactly. spell check, which no spell check has in it. So every time yeah. I type it out and do a presentation, click right type it, it's like red. Like, okay. oh
1: man. This is still a new word and it's still fresh. So a lot of companies do it well, like <clears> Blizzard <throat> and most don't, right? So how 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 does Blizzard do it with Hearthstone. So it's actually evolved in Hearthstone. Um,
0: believe it or not. So when they first I'm gonna go into the main monetization, we can talk about buying card packs by themselves, but I think right. that is something that everyone does. And I think if you're gonna look at it from a game design standpoint, monetization standpoint, there's not really much to learn from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna make a CCG, okay. You, If you have the ability to make a CCG, you're going to understand your card pack is going to cost, what, $1 per pack. You're going to put five cards, and you're going to have a breakdown of common, uncommon, rare, legendary in it. And the odds of each are going to be pretty obvious on how to do it. I mean, the resources are online to figure that out. You don't necessarily have to go into it. And so let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how they're actually doing monetization. And one of the things that Hearthstone does incredibly well, and I don't really see people talking about that much, is that it's actually monetizing around one hundred and fifty dollars per user per year? Wow! And, mm. and it wasn't in the beginning. So, in the beginning, they did what
2: a PVE expansion and two card expansions a year. Mm-hmm. Larry, is that right? Yeah. So I remember. Sorry, I know they always do a big PVE expansion. Like I remember Naxx and then uh, one night in Karazhan. I don't remember them all because I'm I'm spotty in my Hearthstone right now. But, so yeah,
0: they had two regular expansions and a PV, and the PV I think yeah. was twenty dollars and you got like fifty-five yes. cards or something like that. Now they're going to three full expansions a year and there's like 240 cards each expansion, I believe. Mm. But almost everyone pays 40 to $50 at the expansion to get 50 packs. Or they pay $40 to get 50 packs at the beginning of the ex- expansion. That'll generally give you enough base to get all the cards you need to play. Maybe yeah. you'll spend 5 or $10 more. But that means any player that's invested in the game is spending $150 per year. Yep. Yeah. Let's think about that from a monetization standpoint. Right, If you're doing an FPS and you can do $150 per year on... Every player well, let's say 50%. I come from sure. free-to-play, so let's, sure. let's, 50, let's say 50% of your user base, that's mm-hmm. like way better monetization than a console or PC FPS title, right? Because mm-hmm. you're only going to get that off the first year. You're going to get it off more people, but dev costs are a lot lower on a CCG. It's art costs that are... What's mm-hmm. going to kill you on a CCG is mm-hmm. getting all the art work, which mm-hmm. is insanely time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the... that um. You know that what ARPU. I don't know how much you guys discuss monetization
2: terms. No, um, well, we we do at work, but please for the listeners, uh, yeah, let them know what down means. So uh, well, I use ARPU. Okay. Um, so there's Excuse average me. revenue
0: per user and average revenue per paying user, and then you have okay. conversion rate. So conversion rate is how many people pay uh, pay money and how many mm-hmm. are free to play, and then how much money do you make on average per paying user. So you use right, those two right, to right. figure out the health. It, it, the lowest level and you know that's hearthstone's just crushing it silently mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know it's like i don't think they're making that much money on um heroes purchase. well mm-hmm. maybe on heroes purchases but definitely not on overwatch mm-hmm, yeah. and even though there's thrown so much behind overwatch in the past couple months but um you know they're who knows i mean i don't think um daily active user rates are published for hearthstone i've everything i've seen out there is like so all over the place but they just got to be crushing it right like i see a 70 million players in march 2017 but i don't think that's oh, i don't think that's right that that doesn't sound right to me even worldwide that doesn't sound right
2: at all this is not fair <laughs> yeah is how it, come i'm not credited for making that game <laughs> Do you feel like a
1: majority of users, or is it pretty split between uh, mobile and, and PC players?
0: Uh, that, I don't know. I mean, I live in Southern California, and yeah. you know, Blizzard's notoriously tight-lipped, even though they're a public company, about details like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even come out in the public, public um, end-of-year reports. Okay. It, it's hard to say. I just know in California... I would say it's probably split pretty even like I sometimes I see people playing it I have a friend that plays it on his lunch break um, at work. And, but, you know, I don't know about big population centers like New York, Chicago, Washington, DC, Detroit, where people are taking public transportation to work and have that hour downtime getting in and out of work. So I don't know what the breakdown is. I mean, it's the exact same experience unless you're using a third party tracking program to keep track of everything. But, um, you know, it's, yeah i mean it's based what is it it's not done in flash it's done in um That thought it was unity yeah it's unity yeah one of the best unity implementations i've seen one of the best
2: yeah oh, man too you bad see- unity doesn't have a big ass logo on the top have you seen escape from tarkov no no, no no
0: unity it's insane like, that new, blow your like mind. battle
2: royale game yeah uh, it's not really Battle Royale, well, but
0: it's a first person shooter with amazing sound design, beautiful graphic fidelity. It's actually a fairly lightweight footprint processor wise. And it is, it's got some, it's Russian, it's got some um, uh, 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 net graph issues. But um, it is unbelievable when you re- Like, I didn't even know it was done in Unity until I've been playing it for like a week.
2: Yeah, I've, yeah, I heard of the game. I'm looking at the page right now. I, I know for sure exactly this game when you brought it up. Yep, and then watch the video later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like how was this done in Unity?
0: You know, it just blows my mind.
1: So uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised. So this this is the f- this got to be the only game that Blizzard uses Unity, right? They usually use their own proprietary stuff, isn't it? Am I mm, wrong?
0: Starcraft Two was Unreal, I believe. Really? Uh, yeah.
2: Quietly. But the, but the not Unreal 3.0, right? The Unreal. No, it's like 2. Unreal 2. 2.0. Yeah. yeah, it's that Bioshock original Bioshock Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch. No.
1: Overwatch was their own too, or
2: I think Overwatch was uh what do you call that? When it's their own proprietary, thank you. Yeah,
0: I think I saw it was branched off something. Okay. Like a long time ago. Yeah. But it's like so different, it's like not even the same engine anymore. Because yeah. I think it's based off the Titan. Right. Like a lot of the resources they built for Titan, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that MMO that I really wish existed, but I'm happy it doesn't. If that means that we get Overwatch, so when they canceled that game, they kind of repurposed some of the stuff that they had, put together their prototype, and since then have just continued to compound on features, network code, uh, and just now we have Overwatch. You know, yeah.
0: Well, so let's go, let's go back because you guys want to deep dive into Hearthstone. I'm sorry, I, you want to okay. control well, this, not me. The, I mean, what questions? In for- game design standpoint well let's actually talk about how to make it you know make a game like this um you know there's some i can address some of those things because i've done two two different ones and unfortunately neither got made because we couldn't pay for the art costs Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah it's it's an interesting
2: genre to do well, let me ask you this, actually. Here's a question for you. Now, this is more of a business end, but with design in mind. <laughs> One of the reasons why I could see you know, going digital with a CCG is it's like, hey, you know, our card control is just however many players exist, and we keep an account, and we know what cards they own, but we don't have to print, we don't have to stock, we don't have to ship, we don't have to distribute. We cut all of that out, right? It's just a relationship <laughs> between the server and the data that we save on the server. So I'm assuming there's a lot of savings there in doing that, right? Or am I, am I wrong? Well, I think it's six one way, it's
0: six one way half dozen the other. Let's be honest. Cause I think yeah, there's some so. pros and cons of both
2: <laughs> because sorry, you caught yeah. me off guard with that, uh, that turn of phrase. Um,
0: so if you're doing a collectible card game and you're doing something new, you you're going to get distributing. Hopefully you're going to be able to get distributing mm-hmm. into game stores, right? And then you'll be able to grow organically at very little PR cost to you because you're going to yeah. be put into the game stores, right? Mm-hmm. And the game stores are going to naturally push it because they want to move their stock mm-hmm. on the P on the computer side. And I'm just going to say PC and wobble together on the computer side, right? Do mm-hmm. you have, you have to raise yourself above the noise, right? Blizzard could do it because they already had their gazillion okay. users from WoW and yep. you know, all their other games. And so how do you – you can't just go on Steam anymore because, what, like 500 games a day are put on Steam or something crazy? good yeah. luck. Yeah. You know, you're not – do you partner with EA? You know, who knows? If, you can, if they'll let you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you partner with Activision? Do you partner – you know, how do you partner to get your distribution into your PR? And I'll, I'll do that because people are going to be kind of afraid at the end of the day. It's like, well, if I buy these cards, what happens if these guys don't make it right now? Mm-hmm. My investment goes to zero mm-hmm. and that's when I've seen people try to do Kickstarters for stuff like that. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I see as the holdback on it. Um, so I think it's a weird time right now to be an indie small developer and trying to get into the space. right? Right. Um, I think it's a good thing to do with your friends in your spare time. If you want to become a designer, um, start asking these questions, um, at their core, I think they're one of the easiest things to do if you don't have any programming knowledge, right? right? And you can create a game system and you can start thinking through the problems. You can mock it up on pen and paper and, you know, do it that way and make the cards, write the cards down, modify the cards as you go, trying to balance it. And you learn the lessons. You're like, okay, what does Hearthstone do that's different? What is, what is they do that's different than magic? What is the problems with magic? What are the problems with Hearthstone? And there are problems with Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And you know what other CCGs did you play Highlander? The CG? did you play Balotek? Did you play Yu-Gi-Oh? Did you play Pokemon? Did you you know uh, Deadwoods? Well, mm-hmm. Deadwoods, mm-hmm. I can't believe I just remember that one. And you know, it's like okay, so how do I build my own? All these mechanics are out there, mm-hmm. and at their core, most CCGs all work on the same mechanics. But how can I twist the mechanics to make something interesting or new or fresh? Right. So. You know, and it's, yeah, if you build something good, you know, do a yeah. Kickstarter for it and see what happens. Do it that way or, you know, pitch it to a medium-sized publisher. I don't think you can just go on Steam by yourself anymore, unfortunately. I think yeah, right. it's the barrier of getting above the noise is just too hard. So, Well,
1: well thankfully, Blizzard has its own steam (laughs) (laughs) so that's a little helpful but do you mind going the specific of like the choices that hearthstone made besides like um diluting it to its core of what a ccg game is and making it interesting and and uh accessible what else did they do that you feel that made them successful as successful as they are it's, it's
0: a stripped down rule set. It, it
1: really is. And I think that's something you
0: need to have in the computer environment, the virtual environment, right? The complexity of magic just, it takes too long to resolve everything. So right. in magic, so for the people that have played hearts on their listening that may not have ever played magic after every card's played, the opponent has to say if they're going to do something or not, if they have a reaction or not. So on the, computer the person has to click a button saying pass or go ahead and it yeah. really slows the game down right. right and one of the smartest things they did was get rid of that system everything yeah. you do you do on your turn you have a minute and 15 seconds to do it um unless it's your first turn which is a recent change you only get 45 seconds I but see. um That's yeah nice it's it's it just keeps the flow better it works on mobile it also deals with network lag mm-hmm. um so if you do have a poor connection or you're playing in a country with a poor internet connection i don't know let's 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 make up a name uh australia mm-hmm. and <laughs> we have high latencies and uh, old zealand um you know you can play with other people right you you're not stuck whereas in Magic, I've you, I've seen or more complex CCGs, I've seen problems with it just the wait time between the two just becomes like insane. Mm-hmm. And games just balloon in time. And even with you know, because you have to give someone at least 15 to 20 seconds if you have a system like that where the person has to react. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing that I think Blizzard did incredibly well, which is a lot of paper CCGs do poorly. And it's something that we spent a lot of time on, um, on one of the titles I was on mm-hmm. was the design of the cards themselves. Right. Um, so being able to immediately look at a card and understand things and, I actually did a talk and a lot of the people that had played magic and they didn't realize a lot of the unconscious things, sorry, not magic, uh, hearthstone, mm-hmm. a lot of the unconscious visual design choices that go into it. Um, each class has a subtle color scheme, yeah. which is obvious, but different types of cards have different borders and backgrounds, which people didn't notice. So you blizzard, Made it very, and Magic doesn't do that very well, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, you know, it's a, a, a creature versus a spell versus an interrupt, or a spell versus an interrupt, which have two different types of play action, look exactly the same in Magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whereas Hearthstone, everything's very unique, very easy to read, very quickly, easy to grasp, and each card's artwork is visibly different from another card's artwork mm-hmm. for the most part so those choices are, I think would have made it really well it's like any new user can pick it up and it's like oh this card looks like that one so I know it's going to behave like that one oh, yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Um, the way the card comes out of the hand onto the board right um, it, Hearthstone's all 3D models I think
2: mm-hmm. yep. and yeah, uh, cards are, are modeled
0: yeah <laughs> so. Some there's a the picture if someone has the hearthstone board at like a at a isometric and it looks like totally wonky because things that aren't done the way you would necessarily think they are, but um yeah, so but the way the card comes out of the hand, the way the effects work, the way the sounds work in it, and the coherence of the sounds and things. And this is something Blizzard does incredibly well most of the time, but when you get to the higher levels, it becomes very annoying. There's some inconsistency of the rules on certain effects. Mm -hmm. Um, Magic's order of play is very important, but there's some weird things in Hearthstone with inconsistencies. Um, If you have, say you have a card that says, when a creature dies, put it back into play Mm -hmm. with one health. Well, if you have five creatures on the board, which one is the one that comes out or lives, and it's so. the heart sounds inconsistent. it's not random all the time right. <laughs> I, th- I think larry you you know this right like some of it's random, some of it's not, and there isn't a consistency between the stuff, but for the most part, most of the effects for the lower and mid level player um There is a consistency in the rules and the way things work. And they put a lot of effort into into those things um, that keeps people playing. There's a very low level of frustration. Mm -hmm. I know when I showed um, Mm -hmm. my sister it, she picked up on it very easily and she never played a CCG. Right, I've gone into other CCGs that have come out on the computer and I can't pick it up in... You know, after like an hour of play, I'm still like kind of confused how stuff works. Right. So does that answer the question? That was really long, but no, that um,
1: definitely helps. I mean, Blizzard, if anything, are are great with design and the characters. It seems like anything when it re- when you're versing somebody, uh, it, it's always good to have a player be able to read it without actually reading anything, right? So, um you know, Disney is another company. If you just look at character designs versus any other uh, 3d or 2d movies out there, they, they stand above shoulders, uh, because a lot of iteration, a lot of testing versus just having a pretty picture that you just print and, and put on a box. Right. So that, that whole process, not a lot of companies have the ability to afford, but, you know, Blizzard invested in that and they came out with a product that, uh, people can pick up and understand without reading the rule book, which is, I would imagine most CG games would require you to, <laughs> to learn before you can actually play. right? At least yeah. And you, everything and yeah. Everything
0: in Hearthstone mouse over tells you the rules and what it does. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's so fairly simple in that way and it's done well.
1: So CCG hasn't, This isn't the first game that has been digitized, and we kind of talked about how the reason why is Blizzard's doing this so well. Do you see another attempt by any other company uh, to do CZGs now, seeing that this is pretty much an open genre just for Blizzard? Like, who else is trying to compete with them right now?
0: Uh, Wizards of the Coast, with there's been two versions of Magic have come out. Mm -hmm.
2: Gwent, right? Gwent from The Witcher.
0: And I don't think Gwen's doing that well, even though they put a lot of money behind it in the beginning. Um,
2: Pokemon also has an online mm-hmm. card game, mm-hmm. mobile. That's 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 all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, th- there's
0: another one that just came out that I that I've been seeing a lot of streamers do. It's not necessarily it's a PBE card based game where you're like going up the spires. Is that what it's
2: called it's like Pathfinder adventure there, yeah there's pathfinders for sure like i know i know pathfinder also is digital now okay. there's something called
0: attack the spire though or something oh, okay. like that okay. where you go up like a, a mountain there's multiple paths and you get to choose the cards to get added into your deck but it's a card-based game pve mm-hmm. so it's like a pv card-based game I, I guess it's not really a ccg but I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's doing anything. It's like going after the 500 pound grill in the room, you know, right. it's, what do you do? You know, it's, has, you know, let's go back, what, 15 years now to when wow launched. Right. right. So they just, they blew up the space, right. right. They took everyone's users and brought in another 15 million, 15 million more. And so, you know, and that's one great thing about blizzards, you know, let's strip it down make it accessible, but have complexity in it that they can bring people outside the genre into a new genre that they haven't played before. I think heroes did that for a lot of people too. They didn't want to play the other stuff and they liked heroes, but yeah. I think the CGs, the card card game is. I don't know if it's, I don't know. It's hard. It's like if I had to invest money into a CCG right now, I don't
2: know. I <laughs> I'm really just had a, being honest. a major brand tie in, yeah. right? Like some sort of license or brand that already has enough pull on its own that it's going to pull the game up and not necessarily the game having to do the heavy lifting. If the game is awesome, then you're going to explode, but mm-hmm. that's just me. But what I do want to ask you though, is this so we talk about overwatch we talk about heroes of the storm and we talk about uh hearthstone Mm -hmm. um one of the things that i'm seeing in these types of games is not necessarily like a huge 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 focus on balancing where everything is fair and more so balancing in the sense that we continue to support an evolving meta right like let's let's kind of break that down a little bit and you know share some of our thoughts with the with the audience so when I say balancing in regards that everything is fair that's saying hey we've got all eleven heroes in the game, and let's just say we've you know each one has a numerical score for all their abilities, and when we did all the math, everyone had a hundred value points mm-hmm. so whatever hero you pick it doesn't matter because they're quote unquote equal right mm-hmm. like that's that's balancing for fairness whereas these card games and these hero-based games, it's actually not like that. They're, you know, These are the heroes that we designed, and here are some synergy opportunities between them. And this new character that we're designing is going to disrupt what you expect the meta to be based on this reason or that reason. Mm-hmm. And players say, oh my god, that's overpowered. Well, it's overpowered because it basically counters a very popular strategy, so it comes off as being incredibly effective but then three weeks from now you start seeing like the sneak peeks of the new hero coming out that counters the counter of, you know, what they just talked about. And so instead of saying, we're going to balance the game and it's all fair, you know, it's more so that like, there's a lot of effort going into continuously supporting and evolving meta. And I actually think that that's way more fun. I don't care that the game is balanced. I want it. I want to be challenged and I want to think on the fly and, I love where competitive gaming is right now when it comes to the evolving meta.
0: Let's just get rid of Genji, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, that's and I think is a, making a CCG or having a CCG an asymmetric balance with an evolving part of it is definitely something you need, and it's something Blizzard fosters. So you get a new expansion out every four months. Mm-hmm and the meta changes and then all of a sudden you know and then like a month later someone figures out another deck that answers everything else and it, it evolves but yeah. through these expansions and the cycling out of expansions that are over x amount old i can't remember if it's one year or two years right now that it is constantly changing and it keeps people playing and it keeps keeps it fresh. And because there's arena mode, which is basically what's called a um a sealed deck, you pick cards randomly given to you, pick which one you want, and you build a deck that's also another way to keep it fresh. But the meta in that's completely different than the meta in the constructed. Yeah. And then they also now have the wild mode, which is every card ever printed is legal for play, which new users can't really enjoy because they don't have the depth of the card pool yeah. to do it. Yeah. You know, that meta is constantly changing and you need that. And you know what? Sometimes one class just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think blizzards aware that every once in a while, one class gets a really weak expansion mm-hmm. that used to be at the top. And, uh, you know, I think the community is not quite as angry about it in CCGs or at least mm-hmm. in, in Hearthstone. Um, when a new card comes out that's too powerful, they can get vocal. When there's not a counter to it, and then they figure the counter out, and then and, and they stop complaining. But um, and honestly, the most broken cards are generally ones that the general population doesn't realize is horribly, horribly broken and game affecting. But um, yeah, I think it's it's you need it, and I think you should encourage it. Um, you know, it's not like an FPS where you don't want everyone running the exact same thing and makes the game very vanilla and unchanging right
1: right yeah so yeah it's uh useful so so a game like this that that's um that thankfully is asymmetric by design where Mm -hmm. they don't need to balance things out is that the longevity of a product like this that's whose design is is constantly evolving Mm -hmm. with every season where they're, they're releasing new decks like what, what are the things are they doing to support this game to make it more and more complex
0: well so you uh, so there's different card effects and different card mechanics mm-hmm. come in and out so uh we have recruit this season recruit is when x happens pull x creature out of your deck or uh, mm-hmm. x power type out yeah. of your deck and put it in play which we had never had before no. um and, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to think of the older effects. I've been playing so much wild recently because of um, the wild event that's been going. I, I can't remember what's out of the, what's out out right now and not in, mm-hmm. but by bringing in and out new effects, it keeps it fresh because now you have a different way of thinking. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times they do tavern brawls, which are generally free events starting on Wednesday, go for five days. That change the rules of the game in a fundamental way and Mm -hmm. so you have to change the way you think about the game and approach the game in a different way because the rule set's been changed so it's like every card in your deck's value fluctuates at the beginning of your turn Mm -hmm. well so now you're building it now you're thinking in weird ways and you're thinking about the random chances your card's doing this on the next turn and planning out becomes a lot more difficult And then you go to play like a regular game and you can't think straight for like two games. You know, it's it's just a really cool experience and it's a way to keep it fresh and keep people coming in. Um, And by doing that every week also, um, you know, really, I think, helps their user base pretty well and their user retention um, very well.
2: Well, maybe we can take a moment to talk about the non-competitive players who are, you know, doing the PVE content and let's kind of go back to that. Have you spent any of the time uh, or have you spent a lot of time in any of their PvP, PVE stuff like mm-hmm. Max or the new expansion? Yeah, um, I did all of them because I wanted the cards
0: because I'm competitive. But the last one was one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. It was Cobalt and Catacombs. It may be the best game experience I have ever had. Like, I'm still playing it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because there's two classes I haven't actually beaten it on yet. And mostly because I'm lazy, but uh, it's, so here's how it works. You start with, I think five basic cards and you're given a choice of three sets of three cards. You face a random boss, you beat him, you get another set of three cards that are kind of grouped together. They kind of work together yeah. and it's kind of random what deck you come out with. So every, I think you have to beat nine bosses, I think.
2: Yep. And first two, you can ramp up pretty easy, but you know, After that point, it's serious. (laughs) But it it is so cool because you don't know what you're going
0: to be facing because there's a pool of, I think, 20 or 25 different bosses. Mm. And they all have different effects and you have different ways to beat them. And you have these choices given. You was like, what do I do? What works synergistically with mine? You're halfway through and now you've gotten a better, stronger combo. or a set of synergies. Do you... Forget the synergy you have to go with this one, but it may burn you later. And it's just so much fun because the randomness and the play experience is different every single time you do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless you're playing Shaman, in which you keep trying to go, Come on, give me Jades, give me Jades, give me Jades. <laughs> um,
2: I hate Shaman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to derail the podcast. I hate playing against shamans, just because they, there's just totems everywhere. Now I'm 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 definitely not as experienced as you are, Phil. I, I probably have played a total of maybe 700 Hearthstone games. I just always find myself frustrated playing shamans because they bring out a couple of totems then the totems buff each other then they're healing then it's just like oh my god it's such a frustrating game mechanic to not be the shaman. I imagine playing a shaman <laughs> once you're once you kind of gotten a role is probably fantastic. So,
0: so there's a deck right now that is would drive you insane. It's called Big Priest. It okay. cheats out a so Harsonard scores you guys kind of talk about gives you one mana each turn. Yeah. On turn Four, you basically have a 30% chance to cheat out a 9 cost 3-9 mm. death rattle to taunt which means they have to attack it before they can attack your character mm-hmm. kill something on the other team now Priest in the current meta has 4 different cards you can use to resurrect mm-hmm. creatures so it keeps bringing this thing back and back and back and on turn 10 it brings them all back oh man <sighs> it has a actually on turn 10 it has a 20 32 chance i think yeah, with card draw to, to do it
1: <laughs> and
0: because i asked have, have a single card to do it 30 cards yeah. turn yeah so um oh no it's 40 it's about 50 52 chance to do it and yeah, yeah it is this just so annoying to play against because you can't get around it and it has a bunch of heals in the deck so you're just like you know, by turn four, if you can do it or not, did he get it out on four? Nope. Okay. I might win. Nope. Nope. You didn't quit.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I hate players like that. Like, oh, I'm not going to steamroll you in this next move. So I don't want to actually play the game. Yeah. Well, and that's actually one of the design problems with Hearthstone.
0: Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, if you, just real quick. So it, because of the way the leveling system the leveling system works and it resets at the end of the month and it's mm-hmm. such a time investment to actually get to the top, yeah. it behooves playing a specific type of deck that's very fast. Mm-hmm. It may not be the best, but because it, it's all about playing more games because to increase in rank, you actually statistically only have to win. of the time. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that because I haven't figured it out in a while, but it's less than 50% because you get a bonus for winning three in a row. Mm -hmm. So you only have to win like 48% of the time to go up in rank. So it just takes forever. So it behooves you to play this very specific fast type of deck that's win or loss condition is achieved by turn seven. Yeah, And it's actually, they're trying to fight it. They've been trying to fight it the past two expansions and been getting better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you start really getting into a game, you realize the unintended consequences of design choices can lead into problems like that that you didn't foresee in the design phase.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so. t- talking about problems, right? So Hearthstone's been out for how many years now?
2: Shit. Four? It four? No, years?
0: it's only four, No, five. Five, maybe?
2: Uh, hold on, let me look it. Yeah, it feels you know, longer than that to me, but you might be right. Yeah. I was playing it before with the Sledgehammer, I think, and that's been a while. I was playing it, I've been here for, I think it's four or five, four or five years. I
1: see. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Sounds correct. Oh well, God. while you layer, you're looking that up. Um, okay. So some of the problems. Some of the problems that they they fixed or it was just complete trash and they evolved it or something. They did a pretty good alpha
0: and beta and got rid of most of the problem stuff. Mm-hmm. Um What they've realized in the past couple of years, though, is certain cards out of the original set, which are still, um, so the original set will always be playable in the current environment, as well as the sets released in the past year or two. Uh Um, And then the sets will phase out. So what they've realized is some of the cards that they made in the original set limit design choices later on. Um. And so they've had to cycle these cards out, and now they're not available for play in regular mode. You can only play them in the everything goes mode, okay? Because they were just so limiting. They were so they caused design problems that prevented them from doing future things. So there was a famous one a couple of years ago that a card was supposed to do something, and they talked about it, and they said the problem is this card interacted with. I remember it was um, Dreadsteed, which was a four cost one one when it dies it comes back into play Mm. and it was originally supposed to be for every class the problem is is it interacted very weirdly with some warrior cards so it ended up being only a warlock card Mm. and then they designed some other cards later that they had to change the way the effect worked on the card so it didn't happen instantly but at end of turn Um, so you know just because it ended up limiting choices they could do they modify very rarely do they modify or nerf cards um and in fact oddly one of the cards that's cycling out out of the basic set that got nerfed is going to go back to its original strength Mm -hmm. now but not available in regular mode so it's kind of interesting so um yeah there is a card this card's a molten giant. It's uh, eight attack, eight defense. I think it cost originally fifteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. Subtract one health, or it cost one less for each damage point you've taken. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was there were some ways to artificially increase your life limit. Mm-hmm. It, but not increase your life total, which the game interpreted for doing this, you could get these cards out for basically free. And because they're very strong, very powerful cards, it, it was very limiting. Um, flame waker, anyone that's been playing hearthstone forever. If you've been playing hearthstone for a while and haven't used it, cause it was one of the first cards that they took out. It is the card that if it's available in tavern brawl, you almost always play a mage deck with flame waker mm-hmm. because it is just an unbelievably broken card. um, it's a two cost, two attack, four health. Whenever you play a spell, do two points of random do one point of random damage twice to enemy uh creature player. It's just thoroughly, utterly broken card. Okay. Not a power level wise, but
2: um yeah. All right, so I got some news for you guys. So we'll do a quick stroll through the timeline. But Phil, you were right. The first time that the public was able to check out Hearthstone was 2012. Oh. And I will say that development started in 2008 and it was first made in Flash and now looks like they're using Unity. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, so I they- don't, I've never met anyone off the
0: Hearthstone team, actually, yeah, believe man. it or not. I don't know if you have. I mean, we're local to
1: to them. Yeah, Blizzard's not too far.
2: How how big would that team be
1: for a game like this?
2: <laughs> to be honest, way smaller than any of their other game teams. I don't imagine they do all the art in-house. They probably outsource a lot of it. But I'm sure they have concept artists in-house as well. Um, I mean, some very simple animations, probably more engineers and texture wow. artists, I guess. I. Maybe 25, 30 people. Oh, no, that's just that's isn't? a play test team is at least 25 people. I don't know. just I'm talking just developers. No, no offense to play test team. No offense to play test team. Uh, but no, they're, but they're, okay. When I say play test team, these are the
0: guys that are writing the cards.
2: Got right. it. Okay.
0: So, okay. Um, Hearthstone, I believe Ben Brode said they're a year and a half out, so there's okay. three sets, there are three sets ahead on average, or a year and a half ahead on okay. average. Okay. Um so they play test the heck out of things, but they have to have at least twenty, twenty-five people just doing yeah. that because you need depth in that because you need people to think different ways. Yeah. Um art probably well, originally their art was pre existing yeah. art from WoW. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. the, all their character design stuff from their um from their uh, artists just doing their mock-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then all the sounds were directly lifted out of WoW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably using the same sound team, so they're sharing resources mm-hmm. on, the, on the sound team for creating new sounds. So,
1: well, yeah, I mean, the characters shared universe of every game they make, or is it? Uh, no, oh no, wow. it's it's all Warcraft.
2: Okay. Yeah. No StarCraft, no Diablo, and Hearthstone.
1: The <laughs> only games that does that is Overwatch. Then for them, or is it uh, Heroes of the Storm? Like oh, Heroes of the Storm.
2: Heroes of the Storm is their like amalgam hero brawler i see uh overwatch is its own universe but you will obviously see overwatch characters in heroes of the storm
1: right, right, uh,
2: right. hearthstone itself is a reference to a token from the world of warcraft game so that kind of directly says hey that's the universe that we're pulling from
1: i see i see okay yeah.
2: i was
0: actually playing um while WoW, teaching someone i haven't played wow i actually got my start working on wow in the industry oh, <laughs> and nice. um yeah. And, um, I couldn't remember what the thing to get back into the tavern was. <laughs> like, what is the name of this thing? What is it? Like, what is, oh, it's Hearthstone. I feel stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hey, at least that you you it back. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. We, we, I, you know, I think anyone that's worked on games or design games, you have to be aware that a lot of times you do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you're too close to something. You're like, no, this is what we need. We got to push this through. And then, you know, three months later after it's cut, you realize, yeah, that was a really good idea. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have raised my hand. But,
2: um, Let's do something fun here. We're all game developers. Brandon, you may not have as easy a time, uh, especially being a, you know a little less knowledgeable about the game, but I'd like you to play anyway. Okay. Let's go around the table and we'll design our own Hearthstone card on the spot. Uh, so it can be a spell, it can be a power up, it, you know, uh, it could be a trap or it could be anything related to the game. You know, uh, and forgive me for saying power up, but just any any sort of thing related to Hearthstone. Let's just come up with a really cool idea, but then also say why you feel like something like that could be awesome. Anybody want to take that challenge? I'll go first. All right, right. I know, I know, I I already know what I'm
0: going
1: to say. He knows what's up. All right,
0: let's go. I want a five cost. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe four cost. It is a random secret. You do not know what it is when you put it down. You do not know what it is when it's down, mm-hmm. and your opponent obviously doesn't know and doesn't know what class it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair RNG, you know, because I think one of the great things about Hearthstone is RNG, and the problem's been fair RNG, and, and the, they've really worked to make modern RNG fair, yeah. not like the old stuff. Where you're like, oh, I got a pilot, tri- oh, it's Deimos here, <laughs> oh, it's Deimos right? Just <laughs> at least now you know when you take chances most of the big RNG swings are off big huge ex- showy effects where it's playing 10 random spells at the same time right that's cool even if you lose it's still meme worthy and if you're a streamer it's your audience is going to love it even if you get destroyed right yeah. but i think fair rng like that cuz i think one of the best things you can do in a game is you force your player to think outside the box so by putting a completely random secret out if and you don't know what it is you have to play in a certain way and they have to play in
2: a certain way and i think it just creates a
0: beautiful (laughs) uncertainty well it's going to be negative yeah
2: it could yeah or you can, you know that's also true and but i just think that's
0: this beautiful bit of uncertainty in the game that you're like Mm. you have to stop and think all of a sudden and i think that's what's really cool it's the moment you're like okay it could be this i could do that you know because when you design game moments you remember the stuff where you're like a little bit of a gamble or something really cool or it's like that's the thing that is always going to have the really cool effect or ability that you're going to remember mm-hmm. or enjoy happening okay. right i don't know does that make sense
2: yeah, yeah I, you gave me an idea what if that was a hero power right so the hero power actually is every time you activate this you get a random secret but the cost could be the same because what i would worry about with the rng version is it's like a hit or miss and then the card is gone you know what I mean? Whereas if it was the hero power, you can – it's like you get to gamble again and again and again and again. And you can make the cost. Still, it'd be expensive. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that would be phenomenal as a hero power. I would love to play a hero somehow that had the ability to just be like, Larry, you're either lucky or you're not, son. What are you going to do? You know, and I don't know. That's But that's a good one. I really like that idea. Yeah, that would be –
0: we well, could do an entire expansion around that, right? Yeah. So, you do an entire expansion where the thing, the, every guy person gets this, say it's modeled after the Death Knight, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's a 10 cost with a four cost effect, but it does yeah. something like that. And you do cards that feed with it that are class specific, also, kind of like the way yeah. Cthulhu worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, God yeah, That was a great Cathun. expansion. Such a fun expansion. And, you know, you could do that and build a whole set around that. So, you just created the core of the expansion in the next in 18 months we're now going to build
2: her up mm-hmm. hey, that's, the, it, that's the way i think of that idea that idea is brilliant it, this is free gold just hit us up <laughs> uh brandon you want to jump on or you want me to go next
1: No. Yeah, well I'll, i'm the least knowledgeable so i'll sandwich in between the knowledge right <laughs> uh i don't know anything about the game obviously i'm learning a lot from this episode but uh i'm always been a fan of uh uh the underdog card, like anything Mm -hmm. within the deck, maybe once that happens that completely turns the table, right? Well, if you're winning, you're winning. You're going to destroy with this bomb card. If you're losing, though, you may have that chance to actually, uh, you know, turn the tables around and and start winning. Mm -hmm. So my idea for a card would be something like that, where you know for a fact that it's going to happen at some point. But you can either spend the whole time preparing for something like that or just destroy the person before that card comes up. I don't know what that's called. But oh, I'm always been. It's called
2: Cthulhu. <laughs> it's is called it, is, moon. Moon. Yeah. is that what it is? You would love, you would love you that go. card, man.
1: I love that card. I yeah, will <laughs> buy and sink my money on that one. Done. Uh, Does it behave yeah. like that then? Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, real quick, I'll t- explain the card for people who don't know it and for you. So, you have maximum 30 life in Hearthstone. C'Thun was a card that was, I think, eight cost eight, eight initially in your deck. Mm-hmm. Certain cards you would play could affect Cthoon's life, mm-hmm. so you could get him up to 20, 25. When Cthoon came, when you drew Cthoon and played him, he would do 25 random points of damage or whatever his life total was points of mm-hmm. damage to enemy minions in the opponent. So if you could get him out, Mm -hmm. it's just brutal, right? And there was combos where you could get him like up to like 28. I mean, and then I think Bran was in at the time too. Mm. So Bran, uh, as a card comes into play, it's called a Battle Cry effect. And Bran Bronzebeard was in the game for a while and he allowed... Uh, battle, f- battle Cry effects to happen twice. Mm-hmm. So you drop, <laughs> if Brand somehow lived, because you generally oh, couldn't my. play them both of them the same turn, you're like, here's 45 points of damage. Yeah. Boom!
1: Game over. That's it. That's That's my deck. So my deck would be all defense, so I could take a beating, (laughs) and then I just wait till the Cthulhu card. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my strategy: (laughs) take the beating and then (laughs) unleash hell.
2: (laughs) The Count of Monte Cristo deck. (laughs) There you go. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll wait. I'll play twenty play turns, and you'll know my revenge.
2: Yeah, there you go, uh, dude. You guys are. This is so much fun. So mine is not as is not as grand. It's it's more for me because I'm a rogue till I die. It's my favorite class mm-hmm. in WoW. I've always played rogue, but I think from my experience, I just you know. I always want the rogue to be better. I always, no matter what, if they get buffed, I wish they got buffed more. If they oh, get like, nerfed it was like too Blizz harsh. developers in the first two years of the game. Wow, yeah. so, they never nerfed the rogue. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you're telling me, man. That's the whole reason why I made one because I got tired of getting whooped. No response. <laughs> Stun lock for ten minutes. Yay! Said the keyword. You said the keyword. Key so here's my game mechanic for the rogue deck for Hearthstone. I want to make a, a a unit that can be summoned by. A rogue which is a stun locking rogue and basically the mechanic is when this unit attacks those two units are locked together so that card can attack it's pacified the one that I'm attacking if my rogue doesn't get attacked by another card that attack that she did is a free attack damage every turn so it's like she will get to just do two damage two damage two damage two damage but I can still use her or change her target or attack somebody else but if I do If I don't even make a decision, you still take that two damage. So the stun lock would be, I play the card and I declare that I'm attacking, let's say, this card over here. Let's say it's something really strong or it's a wall that you've buffed up. Not only do I get to attack it, but if, let's say, I make my rogue attack something else, she can still, because of the the battle cry stun lock, she Mm -hmm. still will do like two damage or one damage to whatever that initial target was until she gets attacked. Oh. So... It's uh, <laughs> which is why permanent
0: stealthing is no longer in the game. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. that's my so point.
2: it would be stun lock. So basically, I would play it. I would, with my battle cry, I can declare the target that I'm going to stunlock and deal immediately, let's say, one damage to it. Right? Mm-hmm. My next turn, if she does if she hasn't gotten attacked. She does the damage, but then I can still tell her to attack something else. But as soon as I move her to attack something else, then I lose the stun lock effect. But I can keep attacking the target that's stun locked and it doesn't break the effect. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I see so exactly if, what you say. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, so what I would say is, is, so anyone that's an aspiring game developer that plays Hearthstone currently, mm-hmm. think how you would denote that in the interface. mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and that's what I, the entire time, I was like, I got what you were going for, and I'm like, man, how am I going to display this? How you explain that, yeah. Or display and make it work and function? Like,
2: hmm. I, would put, uh, I would put some sort of icon that both cards share, where mm-hmm. one is the outline. So, like, for example, you know how when two cards fight each other and they're going to die, they both show the skull before the conflict? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would use, like, some sort of overlay like that, where you would see maybe, like, a, a whirl for... You're like you're dizzy incapacitated on the target that's the like there's a link between my card and that card or you'll you'll know that that's the one that's stun locked kind of thing it plays the little whirly whiz over that card i don't know i'm i'm pulling it out of my butt because we're, we're we're doing it on the fly but, i like how it's oh.
1: smelling
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in, in your idea of putting in new effects and other cool stuff i want positioning to matter more yeah. So, right now in Hearthstone, positioning of your creatures on the field
2: Sometimes doesn't it matter. You're buffs, playing against yeah for attacking and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, playing against um, mages right now because they have Meteor. You have to mm-hmm. figure out some decks are using Meteor, although it's not very common right now in the meta. Um, uh, priest hunters are using Crushing Walls, which crush the ones on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but I want the, I, and this is probably why Blizzard hasn't done it because it's really hard to balance stuff like this Mm -hmm. is I want cards to change positioning. Mm. And so I can play a positioning game. It forces other people to play a positioning game. And what it'll also do is, is it will stop people from playing the fast decks Mm -hmm. and get rid of that problem. Right. Because now everyone's going to have to sit and think, which way they're going to play it. So it'll slow the game down a little bit, but not mm-hmm. extend the game times too long. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like a whole class of cards that allowed me to reposition what's going on on the other side. Yeah. So, because I thought oh, so that would be so much fun, you mm-hmm. know, and play games with people. It's like, okay, move two random creatures to the edge or move one creature left twice or something like that. Oh, I just yeah. think it could be super fun and interesting. So <laughs> it would just put a beautiful depth into the game. Yeah, Blizzard, my phone number is (laughs) (laughs) 7149.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure someone from Blizzard will hear this episode. We have enough friends in the game industry that I'm sure it will land on someone's desk. And I mean, I'm not saying that we have pull, but I'm pretty sure someone will chuckle at the ideas that we threw out and then go about their business (laughs) because they already got the job. (laughs) Well, Phil, I do have one thing to say for you, brother. I look at my watch and we have been podcasting for an hour and eight minutes roughly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? We really went in on a deep dive in Hearthstone. And I personally want to thank you on behalf of our podcast for coming here and helping us dissect why this game is so damn good. So thank you. And your You're reward, welcome. your reward for completing this podcast dungeon is. Brandon and I are going to be quiet and you can talk directly to our audience and promote shout out broadcast or raise awareness for something you're excited about something you're involved in or just tell somebody you miss hello Uh, without further ado sir the floor is yours
0: well thank you both gentlemen for um, having a chance to chat with you and I love talking game design and a lot of my friends don't like talking about it they think I'm crazy and um, but what I would like to thank is like all the users of all the games I've ever been a part of because, you know, this is my second career and the ability to do something that I love is because people play the games that I'm associated with or I work on. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I work in an industry that, while not perfect, for general, brings joy or happiness into the world more than it brings negativity into the world. And the fact that I get to do that every day because people play the games makes me happy and even if I'm on the monetization side for most of the stuff I do now it's still though I, I I'm just thankful that people play the games that I was associated with and allow me yeah. to keep doing what I'm doing so that's thank you to all the game players out there that choose to support and not pirate titles
2: oh amen so. Yeah, to the OGs who still pay for their games, thank you so much (laughs) for, for your patronage and support. I feel that was that was an honorable, that was an honorable, uh, what do we call this shout out? I don't even have an official name for what we just did, but whatever that was, thank you. That was that was good, man. Well, look, we we get to do such cool things. Like we all three, you
0: guys both have a passion for games. I have a passion for games. We get to work in an industry that we love, right? Mm -hmm. The stuff that I have done in support of this industry, like still like really I got paid to do that Mm -hmm. you know it's like you're gonna fly me out to Germany for two weeks to do a press tour (laughs) really (laughs) what's my beer budget (laughs) you know um, you know you know and then speak in front of the Leipzig gaming convention Mm -hmm. like and show a trailer that I cut myself because I didn't have a budget to make it and Mm 20,000 people are watching it and like and I get to talk to them and like Mm -hmm. like feel the energy from that I mean it's like wow I'm never going to get to do this again. But this is cool and how many people get to say stuff like that and I think it's so cool and amazing. I don't know. It's yeah. we're just lucky to be able Probably. to do something we love. And as we drive into work, we're like, yeah, we get to go to work today. Yeah. And the people in the car next to us, like, man, how do I call in sick? Yeah. Wow. Seriously. It's not so, too late. I can just pull off right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, uh, I love this industry and I love the people in it. And I love mm-hmm. the acceptance of the people in it for the most part. And at least the, Um, companies I've been involved with I've been lucky you know it it accepts uh, the oddballs and the misfits and gives a home to smart people that just want to do cool things so
2: well I'll tell you what I was playing a warrior last night tonight I'm going to play a druid good night
1: (laughs) good night gentlemen thank you very much thank you a lot Phil see you next week